0: You're listening to Win the Day with James Whittaker. What we do in life echoes in eternity. Broadcasting from Los Angeles, California. This is the number one podcast to help you win the day every day. Here's your host, James Whittaker. Let's go. Happy Win the Day Wednesday. We've got a bit of a personal one for you in this episode. Now, this is the first episode of the Win the Day podcast that I've recorded since we've got back to our home in the US after spending a month away in Australia. And I want to share with you an insight into what happened throughout that time in case you're going through or have been through something similar. Now, full disclosure, this is for people who own a business and are parents. If you uh, either of those two categories or ideally both of those two categories that I'm sure you can very much relate to what I'm going to share with you in this episode. Before we get into today's show, I'd love it if you could help me change someone's life. To do that, hit the follow button and give the show a five-star rating. That'll help give the podcast more visibility so people who want to win the day but don't know about the show already they can start getting the resources and inspiration they need to move in the right direction. So if you can take a moment to hit follow and give the show a five-star rating, I'd really appreciate it. And the other people you help will appreciate it even more. So as I mentioned, my wife and I and our two little kids, we have a daughter who just turned three and our son, Henry, who was two months old at the time we flew to Australia. We went there for a month of our first trip back to Australia in two and a half years. We were trying to catch up with everyone and you know my family uh, and so many other people out there who I wanted to catch up with. I've got a business partner there, clients who I've had for years who I've never even met before, so, 11 nieces and nephews, and so many other people out there who I really wanted to catch up as well as having a bit of downtime for the family. That was really the objective of the trip. Now, there weren't any direct flights that we could find from Los Angeles to Brisbane, which is the place where I grew up for the first 28 years of my life. So we had to go via Sydney. Now, anyone who's flown with kids, trying to get a child to sit still for a 15-hour flight is very, very difficult. So what we had done, we had to fly into Sydney. So by the time, if you add in the layover in Sydney, as well as how early we had to get to LAX before we boarded the plane, and then the flight time to Sydney, and then from Sydney to Brisbane, it was... 24 hours in transit before we even got to my parents' place where we were staying in Brisbane. So it was a very, very, very big day for the kids and certainly a big day for us as well. Adjusting to time zones, living out of a suitcase, all of those different things. And either way, it was nice to be home at that point. And then we reached, uh, I, was, I was trying to catch up with a bunch of different people. Uh, something that I had underestimated is any newborn, of course, wants to be latched to the mum, but the energetic toddler wants to do the complete opposite. They want to run. So if I'm going away to try and catch up with people for a coffee or to run co- coaching calls or any of the other things that I'm doing... It puts an enormous amount of pressure on my wife, Jen, who then has to look after the kids. Now, we had a situation, I actually wrote a whole LinkedIn newsletter about it, which I've received a lot of comments and a lot of messages about. So you can go and check that out. Uh, I included a link to that. Uh, I'll include a link to that in the show notes. But we reached a point where our daughter, Sophie, the one who had just turned three actually on the 1st of May, We were down at the Gold Coast staying at an apartment, and it was midnight the night before I was doing a three-hour business coaching call at seven o'clock the next morning, and it was the first time we'd really had any significant health issues with our children. So it was a really difficult time, a horrible sleep, and then when you have to get up for a business coaching call where a lot of people are depending on you and your energy, it makes it very, very difficult, especially for people who have had a child recently where they've had months of just horrible sleeps. And if you're committed and dedicated to living that high-performance life, which because you're listening to the Win the Day podcast, I'm sure you are, just like I am, it makes it very, very difficult because we have these lofty expectations that we put on ourselves, but that can somehow make the derailment of the day so much worse. So in addition to Sophie being sick and having a large number of respiratory challenges. Our baby boy, two months old at the time, we had to take him to emergency twice. My wife was sick. That put an enormous, enormous amount of stress on me. It was actually the most stressed I've felt in a very, very long time during this one month away that was supposed to be just a great period to be able to have some downtime, to catch up with everyone. And I had, I'm had i so grateful for everyone's support, but I had so many messages from people, more than 100 messages from people who wanted to catch up. And I had not tempered my expectations of what it would be like traveling with a young family and everything else. So I feel like in addition to having a business partner and a whole bunch of other things that I haven't even mentioned, I was spreading myself way too thin and it was a very, very difficult time. And what I've realized is that parenting is tough work at the best of times. And on a bad day, it tests every bit of patience and resilience you have because the most well-conceived plans can be derailed in an instant. That's where practicing things like worst-case scenarios are really valuable. It's one of the reasons I do cold showers in the morning because you can do things like practice those worst-case scenarios. And there's a famous Stoic, his name is Seneca, and Seneca once wrote this. He said, it is precisely in times of immunity from care that the soul should toughen itself beforehand for occasions of greater stress, and that is while fortune is kind that it should fortify itself against her violence. In days of peace, the soldier performs maneuvers, throws up earthworks with no enemy in sight, and wearies himself by gratuitous toil in order that he may be equal to unavoidable toil. That is an example of, of a perspective of what it's like to practice those worst case scenarios. And what I had realized in that time through some of the situations that I described about my time in Australia, I had not done a good enough job at preparing and practicing for the scenarios that I was faced with. And I felt very underprepared for those things. And as a result, felt a lot more burden of that stress. So why am I sharing all this with you today? Well, I want to let you know that if you're speaking with someone and you sense something is off, simply just reminding them that you're there to help in whatever capacity that looks like can be a real game changer for them. Asking them questions to show that you care and if they're struggling, avoiding anything that can add undue pressure to them can be a really, really significant thing to do and really levitate your relationship in ways that it's never gone before on the on the flip side if you introduce more stress or demands to that person that can bring them to a breaking point just as the right piece of compassion in that moment can be something they remember and cherish forever. So the reason that I'm sharing these struggles that I'm going through is someone who's, I have a podcast called Win the Day. I work with clients all over the world and talk about what can we do to create that high-performance life and give you the influence, income, and impact that you want. I'm sharing this because like you, I have these struggles as well. And when someone asked me recently what Australia was like, I told them and he said, wow, I'm really happy you shared that. I had no idea. So that's the reason I wanted to share that with you because I think we all have an obligation to normalize mental health because it's something that we all need to take very, very seriously. And I'm hoping that by sharing some of my own struggles that you'll be inspired to do the same. Now, in case you're thinking, uh, Sophie got back on track not too long after the situation that I mentioned earlier. And I really dive into that in a lot more detail in that LinkedIn newsletter, which you can find in the show notes. Uh, Our son, Henry, the newborn, he'd contracted something called bronchiolitis. I'd never even heard of that before. So we had to take him to emergency twice. But fortunately, he was uh, back in good spirits before we hopped on the plane, which was a direct flight, very thankfully, back to Los Angeles. Um, So, so, uh, a big part of all of those challenges that I've mentioned here and what i went through is the enormous expectations that I had unknowingly put on myself for the first visit home in two and a half years, a trap that I mentioned a little bit earlier. Now, there's a quote that's really, really important. It says, when you lose, it's important that you don't lose the lesson. So, I want to share with you a few of the upgrades that I have made to my life since returning to LA, where I live to make sure I could get back on track very, very quickly. And I felt back to my old self within about 72 hours of being back here, even just walking out into my backyard to be able to have a breath by myself, fresh air, coffee in hand with no noise, no people or anything around me was something that got me back on track very, very quickly. But here are some of the things that I have done to upgrade my routine since I've been back because it doesn't matter how often you fall down or how deep you fall, it matters how quickly you can get back up. The very first thing that I did was go back to a proven and non-negotiable daily routine, a proven and non-negotiable daily routine. If you want to know what that looks like, go and check out episode 76 of the show, episode 76. It's where I dive into my morning routine in a lot more detail because a morning routine, if we talk about winning the day, having a morning routine and a daily routine that leads to high performance and presence and calm and productivity and all of those different things. It's very, very important. So that was number one. Number two was looking at my calendar and making sure that from now on, I set aside one free day every two weeks to do whatever I want. I'm making sure nothing gets away of having that one free day every two weeks. The next thing from there was looking around because you know when you when you're traveling you're eating out a lot you're enjoying yourself and indulging a little bit more than you should so eating as clean and healthy as is practically possible was one of the biggest things for me to focus on when I got back. I'm usually very clean with eating and when you're doing when you're disciplined with things like a meal prep it not only saves you an enormous amount of time but it means you're less likely to get takeaway meals or eat junk food because you already have those healthy things ready to go. Number 4 is spending less time on my phone. When I got back to the US, I mean I felt so rattled, I didn't even want to put my SIM card back in my phone because I didn't want to get the onslaught. I used a, a Australian SIM card while I was away. So when I I didn't even put my US SIM card back in for 3 days because I did not want to get I, my my brain could not comprehend what it would be like to receive a one-month onslaught of text messages and notifications from being away. And you know what? I'm cool with spending less time on my phone. I've generally been pretty bad at responding to text messages, but now I really am okay with that. If it's really that important, people will find a way to get in touch with me. Number five, change number five, is only working on things that give me energy. Now, this is a wonderful lesson that Rob Deerdeck, the former pro skateboarder turned venture capitalist and TV star, Shared with me when I interviewed him for Thinking Grow It's a Legacy. Only working on things that give you energy, really, really important. And finally, it's having more dedicated personal time with my children together, as well as with them individually. I mean, whether you're a professional or if you own your own business, you will recognize that there's always more work, but my kids will never be this age again. So I'm determined to make the most of that time with them. So I just wanted to share some of those things with you because I'll never ever forget the lessons from that one month away. And I've also learned one of my great realizations from this now almost 39, I'm about to turn 39 on the 30th of May. One of my great realizations from almost four decades on this earth is that it is a fool's errand to benchmark your pain to someone else. In fighting, they say there's always someone tougher. There's a special forces operator who's a very, very, very capable individual, and he's the one who told me that. There's always someone tougher. I remember when he said it because I was like, wow, if he thinks someone else out there is tougher, then I'm sure there will be because he was the toughest person that I had ever met. Well, in life, everyone you meet is fighting a battle behind the scenes that you know nothing about. Absolutely everyone. That's why it's so important to be kind And if you really want to judge someone, I know sometimes we feel compelled to do that. If you really want to judge someone, only do it when you know the deepest intricacies of what they've been through, which is almost impossible to do. For example, if someone had met me on the day that I mentioned earlier when I had all those health issues, which again, you can read about in that LinkedIn newsletter with what I went through the night before with Sophie on the tail end of everything else that we had gone through, they would have described me as a frazzled and impatient man who doesn't care for others, which is the antithesis of everything I've aspired to build in my 39 years on this planet. Context makes a massive difference. So be kind to others and especially yourself. That's the theme of today's episode. That's all for today. I hope that was helpful for you. Again, let's try and work together to make sure we can normalize mental health. If you found value in this or want to go and read the LinkedIn newsletter in more detail, I would love it if you could share a comment on that post just to let me know what you think or perhaps to share some moments from your own life. That's all from me. Remember to get out there and win the day. Until next time, onwards and upwards always.